Welcome to Echoes, the official podcast of the Florida State University Alumni Association. The FSU Alumni Association works to create meaningful connections between alumni and Florida State University, strengthening the alumni network and supporting students on campus every day. We couldn't do it without the support of our members, which allows us to continue to engage alumni through our eight affinity networks, 67 clubs and chapters, programming and awards, Vera's, our alumni magazine, and this podcast. On today's episode, our host, Keith Cottrell, speaks with Chief Meteorologist Janice Huff. Janice Huff graduated from Florida State in 1982 with a Bachelor of Science in Meteorology. Working her way up as an on-air meteorologist at NBC, Huff went on to be one of the nation's most recognized and trusted weather forecasters. She currently serves as the Chief Meteorologist for NBC4 New York, delivering weather reports for the station's evening newscast. For the accurate and informative weather information she's provided the tri-state area for more than 25 years, Janice Huff was inducted into the New York State Broadcasting Association Hall of Fame in 2016. In 2002, Janice was honored by the Florida State Alumni Association and presented the Grads Made Good Award for the excellence she's brought to the field of meteorology. Before we hear from Keith and Janice, here's a message from one of our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by the Alumni Benefits Program. Do you have life insurance? Is it enough? Should the unexpected happen, could your loved ones still achieve the dreams you worked so hard for? With life insurance, they can. We offer well-priced insurance for all life stages. So whether you're starting out, growing your family, or nearing retirement, we've got you covered. Alumni, students, faculty, staff, and family members may all apply. Don't wait. Join the growing number of people protecting their dreams with life insurance. To learn more, visit FSUAlumniBenefits.com. That's FSUAlumniBenefits.com. Now, on to the episode. Janice, thanks for being a part of Echoes today. We're excited to have you. It's a real treat to have somebody who's such a well-known Seminole and such a proud Garnet Gold Knoll. So let's jump right into it. Was your campus experience normal or did you say, hey, look, I have to apply myself so much that you didn't get to experience campus life as much? So I got to experience campus life. Oh, yes, absolutely. I was not really a partier. So it wasn't Mm -hmm. like, um, you know, like it wasn't like I had to go to parties. But on the weekends we did, like on Friday night and Saturday night, we would go to parties and give spend release our energy on those nights. But when it came to Sunday, it was like, okay time to get buckled down, do some studying, get our homework done for the Monday, you know, that kind of thing. My freshman year, I was very, very structured. I mean, I was structured the whole time, but I mean, you know, I'm going to college now, so I have to really figure out how to manage this thing because this is different. I'm on my own now. So mm-hmm. um, I was very studious. <laughs> we all were. <laughs> and um, I made the Dean's List one quarter that year. And you know, I wasn't in meteorology classes yet, though. So that was a little bit different. But, you know, I had all my, I'm taking lots of electives and 
getting the experience of the campus life. Um, I lived in Landis Hall, you know, so it was, it was, I did, I got the full experience of both academics and, you know, campus fun. So I, I managed to do both. As I got farther along into my studies, you know, like my sophomore year, my junior year, my senior year, it was buckling down a lot more. I mean, it, you know, making sure you get the studies in, it was very regimented, you know, in the meteorology program. And so you had to buckle down. But I went to football games and basketball games. I mean, I did all the sports because I love sports. So, yeah, I had a very balanced um, college, college life there. Okay, so you get out of Florida State. Your professional journey begins in the metropolis of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, <laughs> and then you move on to Columbus, Georgia, St. Louis, San Francisco on the West Coast, and New York. That's, that's quite a path. And, and it made me think of this. How did, it, how did that path shape you to make you better for New York? And then what was your favorite stop along the way? Because that's a, that's a wide breadth of culture. That's a wide breadth of weather. That's a wide breadth of food and sports and how things go. That's unique. Tell us about how that shaped you into who you are today and which one was your favorite stop? Oh, gosh, you put the pressure on me now. Sure. <laughs> you know, it was it was. I loved having that experience of crossing the country and learning and about and living with people that, you know, with different experiences and different cultures and food and all of that. It made me appreciate and understand the vastness of America. I mean, really, mm -hmm. and weather too, because we had all kinds of weather. I mean, when I lived in St. Louis, that was probably the most, of all the places I lived, the most dynamic weather, because you get all four seasons in the middle of the country sure. and you get them, you know, summer, spring, fall, winter. And so for a forecaster, a meteorologist, it was a oh, heaven on earth to be there. Um, I loved San Francisco because um, San Francisco is like a, me in another country almost, you know, mm -hmm. it's such a, an amazing city and it has its own certain, you know, its own culture and diversity and, and, and just vibe, like everything about it was just so different from anything I'd ever experienced. Though even the weather, people think the weather doesn't change in California. Well, it doesn't change for about eight or nine months, but then after that, you know, you get sure. winter. And so, and you have microclimates. And so that was fascinating in terms of the weather. Being in New York, of course, it's like full circle coming back home because I was born here. Um, and of course, you're in New York. I work at 30 Rock. I mean, what's better than that? I mean, it's it's the place. It's like the mecca of of, of, of entertainment and broadcasting from, from radio to back in the day to television. And now, you know, streaming and all the other things that we do. And so just coming into this building every day, you know, I get a little jaded and sometimes I forget, but I have to pinch myself and make myself realize, you know, this is the place that people, there have been legends that have walked these halls. Some sure. of the people I saw when, you know, like Conan O'Brien's show and, 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 and during Jimmy Fallon's walk down the hall and you see all these people, I mean, it's really special. And so just all of that, you know, absorbing all of those experiences and people just made me a better person and it made my life exciting. Okay, so I won't make you pick your favorite, but I'll Thank make you, you I'll, I'll make it easier for you. Which one of those stops had the best food? Oh, you can't. You can't. It's like, I'll tell you this. They all had their own flavor. I went to St. Louis and people are like, ah, oh, St. Louis is in the middle of the country. Well, what is that about? St. Louis was my first stop on diversity and food. Certainly. Okay. I'd never experienced some of the foods with the first time I'd ever had them. 
it was the first time I'd ever had Thai food. It was the first time I'd ever had um, buffalo wings, uh, toasted ravioli. It was the first time um, I'd ever, um, uh, what was the other thing? There was uh, another thing. Oh, frozen concrete from Ted Drew's, like the, like you see it, uh, the blizzards mm -hmm. at, um, D at DQ, like that came out for Ted Drew, like uh, many years okay. ago. And so, and, and so, and it was the first time I ever had sushi. Uh, there was a lot of really cool, great experiences in terms of food in St. Louis that you would not imagine. Um, um, crawfish. First time I ever had crawfish was in okay. St. Louis. So okay. yeah, St. Louis was ever, San Francisco was, was just catapulted beyond that because now I had gotten my taste buds accustomed to all these different foods. And then I get to San Francisco and it's just magnified with sure. uh, all kinds of cultures and foods, especially Asian food um, and Mexican food, some of the best. And so, you know, I, I got to experience and appreciate all of these things. And of course you get to New York, which is the largest city in the country with the most restaurants anywhere. So sure. it's even more of it. Yeah. Food is a big thing for me. I like, yeah. I like to eat. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good one. You are, you're obviously well noted, recognized, and you've received numerous, very prestigious awards. But one of the things I think is unique about your career is you're not just a weather broadcaster. You've been a news reporter and even a show host. Those aren't three things that normally show up on someone's resume. You have a diversity of talent. Where did you develop the past meteorology, past standing there talk, uh, talking about weather on a map and get into news reporting and show hosting? You're obviously very personable, but where did that come from? Well, um, gee, I wish I could tell you exactly where it came from, but I think that, you know, what I do, part of it is entertainment, you know, because mm -hmm. I'm in front of people. And so the way that I communicate a story or tell it is part of who I am and how I would talk to someone. Like I'm talking to you now. It's pretty much how I talk about the weather every day. And sometimes someone sees something that's, oh, you know, you would fit really well doing this show. It's all about opportunities. If somebody's there and you're in the right place at the right time for an opportunity, it pops up and you kind of go, oh, wow, I never thought I would be hosting a game show. I never thought I would be hosting um, a, a magazine show. I, I never thought I would be hosting a segment on adoption every mm -hmm. week. Like all those things happen since I've been here. I never thought I'd be on um, watch what happens live with Andy Cohen. <laughs> you know, those kinds of things. It's like you're in the right place at the right time. And so um, and everybody, I know, I realize that everyone doesn't get to do it. I feel extremely blessed and fortunate to have had all these experiences. Um, but I think you just have to kind of go with the flow. I, I, that's me. That's who I am. I just kind of go with things. I don't say no to too many things that seem like out of the realm of possibility. Sure. I try them. And when you try them, then you, you get some to do something new and different and it keeps your life and your job from being boring. It makes it exciting. You mentioned adoption. Tell me about Wednesday's Child and how that got started and why it matters so much to you. Well, Wednesday's Child sort of, as being a host of the segment, fell into my lap, literally. It's a segment of, on adoption that we did for about 22 years here. And um, we would feature children in the New York City foster care system who were eligible for adoption uh, and feature those children on our, on our program, do a profile of them, take them someplace fun and cool that they would enjoy, interview them, talk to them and ask them why they would want a family and just get to know them and, and the, just get to know who they were and, and show people that these, this is an option for them and that there are these 
children out there who need loving permanent families. Mm -hmm. It will make a difference in their life. And so um, when the program was brought to us from the Freddie Mac Foundation from Washington, D.C. at the time, they they wanted to make it a, a national agenda, a national pursuit to get these children adopted. They were doing it in D.C. just in one site, but they wanted to make it national. So they came to us through the second site. And um, my, my general manager said, I would like for you to host it. And I thought, wow, okay. Not thinking a whole lot about it, except yeah, I'm gonna go out and interview kids or interview social workers and, and have experiences with them. But it proved to be the most amazing experience for me because I was helping people find love and permanency and dedication and families. I was bringing people, helping bring people together. And there's nothing more rewarding than that, really. It's about community. It's about community and and helping those that are in your community. And that was my way of doing it. And it's probably the most impactful thing I've ever done. Yeah, I was going to say that's that's more important than you telling us where the storm is, is getting those kids connected. Pretty much. Twenty years ago, you won the Grad Made Good Award from from Florida State. And here in was the that twenty years ago? Oh my God, you're telling me. Yes, <laughs> sorry about. It. I didn't mean to put a number on it there. I, I'm sorry about that. But you're a fixture at, at Florida State events. You know, from football to serving on councils on campus and advancing our university in a ton of ways. Joining us, you've 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 joined us to work with uh, club leaders around the country, network leaders, and just talk to them. And you're here being a part of the podcast today. Why is staying connected to Florida State something that you have obviously prioritized? Why you could you could hide in New York City and be a star there and not ever come back to us, but yet you prioritize it. Um, why is Florida State still, you know, all this time later, that much more important to you than everything else? Because that is the impact that Florida State made upon me. Mm-hmm. When I came to school there, um, I had this is my first time living away from home. Certainly, I mean, I had travel places, you know, not having my mother with me, but with other relatives, but I know this is my first time living away from home. And I felt so welcomed mm-hmm. when I came there. I mean, I, you know, you're, you're not just going away to college. You're not just going away to, to university, to school. You're going to a whole community, a, really like a small city of people mm-hmm. that you have that no is. idea who they are. And I actually, when I got to campus, I knew three people, <laughs> two, two people um, that grew up in Colombia, but they had moved since moved, moved away. But the, the brother I had gone to middle school with. And then my other, my, one of my best friends that I grew up with in Colombia, we went to the same church. She actually went to school there as well. So we entered as freshmen. So those were the only three people I knew. But by the time I left my freshman year, I knew hundreds, so many more people. And as a matter of fact, I'm still friends and in contact with, I'd say 80% of my close knit friends that I met at FSU my freshman year. We all came in as freshmen. We, a lot of us still talk to each other, see each other. I was just at my friends, the one I just told you about that that I grew up with. Her Mm -hmm. daughter got married recently and we were at her wedding in Nashville. And so you know, those connections that you made with people, we were like a family. Mm-hmm. I have pictures of us and we called ourselves a little family, my friends. And so those connections lasted. And I think it's not just about who they were, but it was also about also about where we were. Yeah. Because the university, um, 
gave us uh, a feeling of welcoming and friendship and family that you can't put a button on. Like you can't, it's hard to describe. And so for me to come back, I'm honored to come back. I'm honored mm-hmm. to be even asked to do half the things that I do. So when I used to do the Today Show, because I, I did the Weekend Today Show, the weather on the Weekend Today Show for like 16 years. And anytime somebody was out there from FSU, and it, we did a whole college theme thing one time and I had on my FSU, I always acknowledged Florida State. Oh, yeah. You know, I've lived in big cities um, where they've all had their own teams, right? You know, I lived in San Francisco. I rooted for the A's and the Giants, the 49ers. I lived in St. Louis. Yeah, I rooted for, um, you know, the, the, the Cardinals. And here, my husband's Mets fan. He's a Giants fan. So, you know, we root for the home teams. But when people ask me who is my team, Mm-hmm. It's like my team is the Florida State Seminoles. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's my team for life. Like football, baseball, basketball, all, all the sports, tennis, everybody. That those that's my that's my team because that's my family. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after a message from one of our sponsors. Hello, Florida State fans and alumni. Get your FSU license plate today and show your school pride. The purchase of the Florida State University specialty license plate supports scholarships for deserving students, and the university even provides a $25 rebate for first-time buyers. For more on FSU specialty plates, visit fsu.edu slash mytag. Now, back to the episode. One of my favorite ways of seeing you and all of our folks at the Weather Channel to uh, to show their no love is when we when I was playing football, we'd be in the hotel on Fridays and there'd be some Florida State alumnus on the Weather Channel who would yep. point out and say, hey, it's going to be 72 and clear tomorrow night at Raleigh-Durham while the Knolls take on. And it's like <laughs> it was pretty cool to see them show their pride and give this random alert of where the Knolls are. And, and that leads into my next question because I, I feel like I could not look my teammates who I still stay in the group chat with, just like you and your friends. Um, my teammates would not let me let me ever hear the end of it if I didn't ask you this question. When and, and I'm putting you on the spot weather-wise here, and you may not have an answer, but but we have to ask it anyway. When we would practice, and it'd be you know two a days in August, and Coach Bowden, we'd be down the practice field, Coach Bowden's tower, it'd be 108, the humidity be 120 percent. We it, you just you'd walk outside and you felt like breathing through a wet sock and you got two practices. And then we'd hear at the same time, two miles away that fam, you got lightning and rain and didn't have to practice. And so we always said coach Bowden had a golden telephone to God that he would call and say, Hey, from eight 30 to 11 and two to five, no rain. You know, coach Bowden had the golden telephone on, on, you know, cause two miles away fam, you'd be having rain. Can you tell me if that's just coach Bowden talking to the Lord or what's going on weather wise here? What, why couldn't we you know, get out of a practice, Miss Janice? You know what? I probably should have been talking to coach about the weather forecast <laughs> and getting some tips because apparently he had it in. People are always you know, saying things to me like, can you, can you, can you make sure you could turn off the heat a little bit? Can you uh, turn it up a little bit? Can you do this? Can you do that? I said, if I could do all of that, I would not be talking to you right now. So <laughs> you would have been our I, favorite person if you could have done that. We'd love Exactly. You. So I think coach Bowden just, you know, he just had that golden touch, right? He, did. he had the golden he did. touch on apparently on everything, including the weather, because I don't have that. <laughs> uh, it was it was impressive. All right, rapid fire to finish. Best answer you can give. Rapid fire to Florida State questions. Here we go. Okay. Garnet right. or gold? Uh, garnet with gold accents. Creative. First person to give me both <laughs> that way. I like that. That's good. You only get one. Beat Florida or beat Miami? Oh, 
okay, beat Florida because I I, I go way back to the seventies. So beat Florida. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Those of us of a certain age, Florida's always going right. to be there. Miami's always going to be second. Yeah. Your favorite spot on campus? Oh, Landis Green, because um, I lived on, in Landis Hall, so we would hang out on the green all, all the time. And even after I moved away, it was always a great meetup place, a great meeting. I just loved it there. So beautiful. Still is. Mm-hmm. Favorite Florida State tradition? Um, well, I, I, I would have to say there's really two. Um, sports, of course. You know, mm-hmm. everything's sports. Um, but the tradition that we have that's most impactful and most meaningful, I think, is the relationship we have with the Seminole tribe of yeah. Florida. Sure. Um, because it's those traditions from, from their nation that they have helped incorporate into mm-hmm. our university, say our, my university, our, in our right. university that, that um, makes it special and makes us, um, uh, makes it, makes it so, it shows our community, um, our, our, our strive for community and sure. for, uh, you know, relationships and, and, and just, you know, working together. The, those sure. kinds of things are important. Most universities don't have that, I don't think. And, well, and, and to your point, I, I think you've touched on it in so many of your answers. Florida State isn't the buildings, it's the people. It's the people. And, you it know, really and is. Have, and I think, I think that full um, relationship that the university and the Seminole Tribe have together filters through and seeps down into all of us. And so, you know, that, that tradition is the most impactful to me. But it also, you know, all that bleeds into sports. And so everything sports, I'm all about when it comes sure. to, especially football, especially. Gotcha. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Last question. Most difficult one. This is the one I have the most trouble with. Florida State in a single word. Impossible. <laughs> I can't describe it in a single word. <laughs> that is impossible. Right, that's, you know, that's fair. It, uh, it's, it's unforgettable. Mm-hmm. I can, you can see that because I'm still talking about it, and I still smile when I talk about it, and I'm still, you know, drawn to it. It's an unforgettable place that's filled with um, family, traditions, and community. And all of those things, you know, have taken me through all those places that I have gone and traveled to and, and lived in, all those cities that I've lived in. I always found a Seminole community in all of them. Whenever I travel, I wear a Seminole gear. Actually, my husband wears it more than me, and he went to Maryland, but that's a whole other story. But uh, but he's just upgrading. He's just upgrading. He's upgrading. Thank you. I'll tell him you said so. But but you know, people acknowledge it and they recognize mm-hmm. it, and people talk to you. And no matter where you come from, it's that one thing that when people see it, you know that that's part of your family. You're part of that family. It's all about family. Yes, okay. we had to study hard. Yes. Some of us played hard. Yes, we, we had all these other experiences, but I, I look back at my friends and the people that I'm still in touch with and are a part of my lives. And a lot of them came from there too. We sure. all came in together and we were still together. So just recently, um, a, a separate group, my Florida State Meteorology group that I went in as freshmen with, we all got emails are, because a lot of them are retiring from the jobs. We all want to make sure we stay in touch with each other. We were sending pictures, old pictures from on campus and telling our experiences and stuff. And, you know, that's about 10 people, you know, that over the years on and off, I have been in touch with. And so it's all about 
the family. It's all about that. And I appreciate everything that Florida State did for me and gave to me. I'll never forget it, you know, and that's probably why I'm still around hanging out with you guys. So <laughs> Perfect. Janice Huff, thank you so much for being uh, our guest on Echoes. Thank you for representing all of us in that family so, so well. Fellow alumni, if you're in New York, flip on NBC4. Make sure you see a Noel giving you the weather. Be sure to support her. Thank you so much for your time today and for the way you give back and make, make that opportunity for the next young lady to come from Columbia, South Carolina to live the dream too. So thank you and go Knowles. Thanks, Keith. Go Knowles. Hi, I'm Shari Williams, class of 2006 and member of the FSU Black Alumni Network. Are you enjoying the podcast so far? Take a moment to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, leave a review, or share an episode with a fellow Knoll. It's easy to do, and it helps us reach even more Seminole alumni with our show. Thanks, and go Knolls! The Echoes podcast is edited and produced by Janicia Britt, Assistant Director of Communications and Editor-in-Chief of Virez, the official alumni magazine of Florida State University. Myself, Sarah Gray, Digital Media Coordinator and hosted by Keith Cottrell, Director of Seminole Clubs. The work of the FSU Alumni Association is also supported by our corporate partners, Bank of America, Meyer & Associates, the FSU Bookstore, FSU License Plate, Liberty Mutual Insurance, and their broker, Mercer. Don't forget to follow us on social media at FSU Alumni for all of your alumni news. For general university news, head on over to news.fsu.edu. Thanks for listening and go Knowles!